Let me ask you, are you someone with hair? Well, if you answered yes to that question, do I have the product for you? Visit ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off because the goal with Modern Mammals is to try and keep your hair and head natural. Since I've been using it, that's exactly what I've experienced. I very much prefer it. I don't know if I'm ever going to switch back. Probably not, to tell you the truth. And this means that it doesn't distort your pH balance and natural oils like shampoo would. Unlike shampoo, the products don't have a harsh detergent that suds up and dries out your head and hair. It's just lighter than traditional shampoo. And unlike conditioners, it doesn't leave hair limp and frizzy. Like, you don't want that Seinfeld in the shower like Rory McIlroy had it once too, where it's just like a, a mop on your head. You don't want that. And if you use modern mammals, that's not going to happen. It's designed to make your hair feel thicker. And my hair at the moment feels so thick, you can't even pull it out. Plus, the products are easy to rinse out, so there's no leftover residue to weigh hair down. So, Go to ModernMammals.com and use code MAYO for 10% off. Again, that's ModernMammals.com for 10% off with promo code MAYO. Don't forget to use my promo code MAYO so they know I sent you. More details in the description. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings 2022 PGA Championship Picks, Bets, Preview, One and Done, the most ender-cursed players of the week, maybe some reverse-cursed players. Tim's going to give you some exotic bets. Is it going to be no hole-in-one? Probably, because it is at every major, and he rarely wins that. Reminder to smash the like button for the episode. Sub to Mayo Media Network on the YouTubes, and in the comment section, give me a winner. Thank you for that. Now, if you want to get into a draw for $100 of cold, hard cash, not really, it's digital cash that I will be sending to you to bribe you to help pump up the numbers for the show. So all I ask is that you share the show around the social medias, whichever one is your flavor of the day. Uh, Twitter helps out the most, and I'll be doing a giveaway on Twitter as well for free DraftKings Millionaire Maker tickets this week. So just do that. But the main thing is that you sub to the newsletter, that's down in the description, and rate and review along with subscribing to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Just quickly leave a five-star review, make up something you enjoy, email or Twitter handle, whichever one works best for you, and then you're automatically in that draw. And depending on how many that we get, I'll just be chucking $100 digital bills out to people out there, bribing you to help me out. So please help us out. Also, fill the listeners league. 6,000 spots this year. And there's, I think it's already 30% full. The link is down in the description. $15 to play, three max entry, no rake, $90,000 of guaranteed money. The stats you're going to see on the boards that I'll be referencing are from FantasyNational.com. The stats, the ownership, the modeling, the simulations, all up there. FantasyNational.com slash mail. Let's jump into this. Joining me on the line, fresh off his audition of the Jonah Hill role in Moneyball, it is big-time nerd Jeff Feinberg. 
yeah, I I needed to put on broken glasses today because the screen. I just need to see the screen clearly. I only, I swear to you, I only wear glasses doing two things in life. That is when what, I'm watching, watching seven. Porn? When I'm watching seven games of football at once, you know, just head on a swivel, score bugs, uh, that sort of thing. And when I'm playing FIFA, it's the only time. So we got this one. Glasses are broken. It's hard to get out, do errands. So those are few and far between. And I, they're not broken enough. Uh, just yet. So here we are, Pat, PGA Championship week. I'm fired up. I'm fired up, ready to go. The, the shitty postmaster schedule is done with. Let's kick off uh, the summer right, bigly. I actually quite enjoyed what little of the Bunny Ranch that I watched on Sunday. I mean, I watched it on Sunday. I hadn't seen a shot because I was obviously on my vacation. Then I was back, made three bets. DJ had one. And then Spieth, I thought he was going to win. Then he gets a number 10. He makes that putt on 10. He wins. He makes the comeback or he's in a playoff. He just happened to miss them both. They were both five-foot putts. Thanks a lot, Jordo. Nice second-place finisher. That's a run for me now of second-place finishers. I think it's like five of the past six events. Don't get any money for that, though. So we're going to try to figure out who is going to win so we can win some money at the PGA Championship. But we need to know who not to take first or who might be benefiting from outside hexes which means we need to bring in the master of all of this, most insane person of the year, Tim Andacust! Tim Andacust. That is not my name. Oh, but many have said that it is your name. Because there was no prefix of most insane person of the year, Tim Andacust? Word I won't reveal in any way, shape, or form that I won! <laughs> Gar- Gar- hold, hold on. Garyan, can I reveal something yeah. to you? I misspoke. Yeah. Those were the pre-bot purge votes. Amazing! <laughs> the winner of most insane his ass. by a margin of 44.2% to 43.5%, Tim Undercast! <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, again, you know, that's a bit under protest, but uh, I'm excited for... Glory's last shot here in May. I'm looking forward to this tournament. Unlike some people on the show, I think this is a major, and I'm looking forward to it. Okay. You can never – you think everyone is you. You think everyone, when they say something eight years ago and then consistently change their opinion over the course of time, you still hold them to eight years ago. You like – you think every – you're the only person who can't change their mind when, when proven wrong. I can admit <laughs> – I was wrong. The PGA championship felt like a stepbrother when it was the end of the year, the fourth major, it's the PGA championship. No kid grows up wanting to hit a Wanamaker, a 10 foot Wanamaker win, unless your dad's a PGA pro or something. There's a few of them, but with this move to may the course selection, simply one of the best majors going that we get year in year out. So I have done a full Mia culpa on this multiple years ago you still um, refuse to give me any like leeway on that because you can never make an opinion and can never change it. And you have to die with it. I mean, I change my opinions all the time. In fact, I'm known for that, but fair enough, Jeffrey. I'm just part of that. I mentioned it because I knew you'd have that reaction. <laughs> I mean, one, opi- one opinion that you haven't changed is calling this glory's last shot. No longer glory's last shot. No, you're right. It's this is major. I, I get that. Uh, 
Do you? He's also yet to acknowledge Jordan Spieth is good again. <laughs> I don't know. Do you want me to acknowledge it? Okay. He didn't win last week at a course that was a municipal setup. I'm real impressed. So I was actually. I mean, so so did your pick to win the PGA Championship also didn't win. Oh, listen, I agree. Jordan Spieth's been playing fine golf. He won what the career builder or Amex or whatever it's called now. Like that's he, he, great. I, I'm I'm sorry. When we were discussing the heritage, you talked about how great of a course that is. What a great tournament that is, and he wins it, and it's no longer good in your opinion. Well, he just wasn't up against anybody. Look, good for Jordan Spieth. Will he get the career Grand Slam this week? I'm not picking it, but I'm not rooting against it either. Like, whatever happens, happens. Uh, good for him. You know, I feel like he's going to need to be particularly lucky at a course like this, but maybe he will be because he's a very lucky golfer. So we'll see. Nothing good or bad to say about Jordan Spieth. I have no opinion. Okay. So, Tim. We need your three picks. Who are the most three curse, the troika of curses at Southern Hills? <laughs> uh, okay, so the third, le- uh, my third pick, a uh, person I have the least confidence but still really like, my third pick is Louis Eustazen. Uh, I had predicted the start of the year he's going to win a major. I stand by that. I know he hasn't played as good a golf. His health has not been 100%, but I still like him in this spot. It's an interesting course. I think this is going to be open championship or sorry a pga that plays a lot like an open with winds whipping across the oklahoma plains uh not a lot of not a not a ton of trees i I think like i said an open championship being played in oklahoma is what i expect from this and so louis seems like an interesting player for that so louis my my third pick are you worried that he might be too focused on his big purse on the live tour in a few weeks Maybe, maybe so. Uh, and uh, after a couple of crushing majors losses last year, maybe it's hard to sort of get reengaged. And of course, he's going back to St. Andrews in a couple of months where he won his major. So maybe he's looking for, I don't know, but it just seems like a decent spot for him. The second pick, and almost the guy I picked to win this, because I feel so good about him this week, is Sam Burns. He is such a marvelous pick this week. He had one bad round last week, and that took him out of the Byron Nelson, but he actually played really well on Friday. And if this is a course where strokes uh, uh, strokes gained on approach matters, as I think it will, Sam Burns is your guy. He's in the top 20 this year for that. He's won this, he's won this year uh, a couple of times. He finished second at the Zurich. He's been playing good golf. Uh, you're getting him at 50 to 1, according to DraftKings Sportsbook. I think that's a very, very fair price. I think Sam Burns has got an excellent chance to win this. Uh, he should be in all your DraftKings lineups. And lot, Hold on. A lot, lot of people right now with like early Sam Burns tickets, very upset, yelling at this, I don't know, on their phone, on their computer, their TV, wherever the hell that they're watching it. Very upset with you right now. Well, they should remember that I am a big game hunter. And so I, when I hit... I tend to hit either at the Players' Championship or a major championship. I I, I, I do want to throw out, when was the last time you picked a major winner? Spend some time. Ever? Spend some time. I'm sure I have in a relative recent past. Uh, Oh, Morris? Yeah, that's That's really funny, Jeff. Which one, young or old? You know... Burns is on a, a name. He's a name I'm swimming around. He's in that 30 to 50, 60 range where I think it's first time major winners, sort of a sweet spot. He's got that attitude you would trust on Sunday. He just strikes me as a natural born winner. So I don't I don't mind that that pick one one iota, although I do feel like I've kind of dodged a bullet thus far. 
Last one. Just, he's playing. He's playing excellent golf, and he's top twenty in a lot of categories. So you should you should play him. And I'm picking Scheffler to win. Scheffler should be the favorite. There's actually no case for Rom to be ahead of Scheffler right now, except that I guess more money's coming out of that. That's foolish. Scheffler right now is the best golfer in the world. The fact that he's not the favorite means there's value on Scheffler. You should take Scheffler. I, I think he's going to win. He says this is his favorite course, uh, irrespective of the changes that have been made. Uh, he's the best player in the world right now, and we're in a major championship again. And I remember after the Masters show, Jeff talked about how dumb he felt not taking Scheffler because it was so obvious that the best player was just going to go win the tournament. Well, here we are again. The best player isn't even the favorite, and wouldn't it just be fit to form for 2021-2022 for the best player to just win the tournament? And, of course, he talked about how much he loves. So take the guy who should be favorite but isn't and uh, who's going to win and take Scheffler. Jeff, I was feeling really good about not having Scheffler, but there's a few things working against me here. One, Tim Pointed is the best player in the world. That, that we know. Familiar with this course. Shot a 64 there in a practice round like two weeks ago. So I think he, when he goes anywhere at this point, shooting 64 should be on the board regardless of how difficult or easy that it may be. I'm guessing that these circumstances and setup are going to be a little bit more difficult than he had in his practice round. But on the app that I use the most, Jeff, they have these boosted plays at the top. And for ages, the number one boosted play was bringing Scheffler from 11 to 14. And every Every time I clicked on the app to click on the tournament that I was trying to bet, it clicked on Scheffler every single time. And then I had to be like, no, I don't want to bet that. But I've done it like probably 75 times at this point that it's been up on my screen and I haven't made the wager. So don't feel good about that. And then all of a sudden, we had Xander go out on Sunday at the Bunny Ranch. And he was the rabbit that we had to see all of the holes uh, because he played an amazing round. And then once he got off the course and posted his score, it shifted to Scheffler. That he was the guy who was a bit behind, but he was out ahead of the leaders. That, hey, if we want to get a look at 15 or 16 or 17, let's check in to see what Scheffler's doing. And the only two shots I really remember him hitting for the entire broadcast that I was watching was into that long par three that no one could get it close to into the wind. And he puts it to like nine feet and makes birdie. It's like, oh, yeah, that's something he can do. And then on 18, he had this like weird chip from just behind the green. And it was on the short grass. It wasn't in the rough. It was just before the rough. And he just pounded this thing at the hole. Skip, skip, stop. Like one inch away. It's like, that. that's how you're going to win the tournament next week. And it made me feel kind of shitty not having him as a bet. He's, I mean, what can I say? Everything the guy does uh, seems to be working. And he seems to make the perfect pars also that are going to be required next week there's a lot of people as we kind of spoke about before the masters ironically yes he won the masters but when we did the stuff at christmas or anybody did their previews or people wanted to bet golf in the off season if you were bullish on scheffler like you picked this tournament this was the power ranked most likely breakthrough place for scotty scheffler there's no secrets how much he likes it all big 12 golfers like it um, and it seemed to fit his game. We've noticed there's, as you've sort of mentioned, his game sort of works at every course now. So all courses fit his game. But coming into the season, it felt like this was a much better layout for him than, say, Augusta National. So a lot of 40 to 1 tickets out there as well. And those were probably still available up until um, up until he won in Phoenix. So wish I had one. I do not. I can't 
disagree with anything that was said, any spoken word about Scotty Scheffler right now. It took us a while to get there, Tim, but I did tell you that Rom would be the favorite. You did, and you were correct. Uh, I, I, I mean, you're right, but he shouldn't be, but you're right. They're essentially uh, co-favorites every Well, time. no, they're not co-favorites. One has got shorter odds than the other. As the guy in your shirt would say, listen, Bon, the odds are what the odds are. <laughs> did that win most custom impression? It didn't, did it? I don't remember which one won. Uh, if people are interested in seeing more of Tim's impressions, you can check out the Custy Awards, which came out last Monday or on last Friday's live show when Tim did a breakdown of each of the Jets' game for the upcoming season in one of his different impressions. And people really were thoroughly impressed with your Jerry Seinfeld, Tim. Well, I think it was really good. That's, that's better than the one that you did on the show. It's not good, but it's closer. I'm working on it. I don't want to put down the show, but it's probably outdated because since we recorded on Thursday evening, Tim has probably added a full win and a half to the Jets. Right. Well, I mean, when we've got a quarterback who's better than Herbert, why wouldn't I? There you go. According to Jeff. No, didn't say that. No, I know you didn't. I know you didn't. People misinterpreted a tweet of yours. You misinterpreted it. With no, your own no friends. Anyways, well, I got I got excited. No, no, we're here talking about the PGA Championship. I have a couple of exotics that people are interested in. Oh yes, yes. Give us some exotic. Maybe some fades as well. That's always a good one to have. Hole in uh, one. Well, yes, hole in one. If nothing else, um, and I made this case at Kiowa, and I was right about it. And I'm gonna make the case here too. Windswept courses, holes in one are just not really in play. Minus one twenty five for no hole in one in the tournament. I th I think it's a must play. Uh, I, I just do not see it happening. It did at the last PGA. It's not going to at this PGA. It's just like certain courses, like Augusta. I have to learn my lesson at Augusta. It's going to happen and stop betting against it. But here, it's just not going to happen. So you can comfortably play against it. See, uh, that argument, like, so much more sane than when you say to us, Tim, no hole in one because I played with Woody Woodward this week and he can't get a hole in one fair enough uh, uh the the par threes here are really long there's one that's below it's like 172 then it's like one seven or 217 235 and 250 are the par threes which weirdly in a windswept environment i do think is I wouldn't say it's conducive to hole-in-ones, but I think that you're going to see a lot of guys fly it in low on some of these holes on the par threes that they're able to do it, not the elevated ones. And just being able to roll it onto the green, just you open yourself up to a bit more putt luck, or not even putt luck, but like roll luck in that sense. Instead of trying to fly the ball in super high, get it to stop one bounce into the hole, you might just see some like weird angles come in. That'd be my only pushback to that, because I kind of agree with you. No, that's, that's perfectly, perfectly reasonable. Uh, another exotic I like on DraftKings uh, Sportsbook is whether the winner comes from the final pairing. It's only minus 250 to bet yes. I, I kind of think that is going to happen. I think at a par 70, there's just fewer opportunities for people to go out and put out a ridiculously low round and, and grab the tournament away as they might in a par 72. So I just think the chances of it, of somebody not winning in the last group, I think the last non leader in the uh, last long group of the PGA was Justin Thomas in 17. So it's been a little bit. And just, I think 
it's less likely that somebody makes the comeback here uh, who isn't in the last group. So I like the minus 250. I, I don't think it's a comeback you need to be worried about with that. It's some guy and two hours earlier posting a 69 during the day, and then everyone in the final like five group shoots 76 or something. That's a perfectly reasonable counter-argument if you wanted to go the other way. Uh, I, I, I don't disagree with that. We don't have much of a sample here, but it has shown us that the comebacks, you better bet, guys, that get off the good start here, right? Because the comeback doesn't really seem possible when you look at uh, who's won here and how the events unfolded. Uh, I think it's it's funny because I don't think this course reminds me very much of this layout, but I could see this tournament playing out much like Chambers Bay did in terms of like minus five. I remember Louis was, I think he was 76 or 77 in the first round. And then all of a sudden he was just in third place because he was 69, 69, 69 the rest of the week. Yeah. And he ended up like two shots out of it. That's very, that's very reasonable. Like I said, my comps in my mind are more like Carnoustie uh, and or more like Portrush than they are... Uh, Chambers Bay, but that's reasonable. Okay. I, I can see. I mean, a lot of people are talking about the green complexes are going to be a lot like Augusta. Just there's so many shaved areas here. Um, it's just like, you know, they just entered the dating scene, got to get a shave going, and just <laughs> the Arbusto Grande is gone. <laughs> uh, fair, fair enough. I'm excited about this USPGA. I think it's going to be very interesting. I think there's a lot of moving parts in this year's tournament because we haven't seen the course in a while and it's been renovated and the cream is starting to rise. And even guys like who I haven't seen play great golf in a while, like Hideki just went crazy yesterday. Like there's a lot of guys I'm interested in. I think it should be a very fun tournament uh, and the weather makes it unpredictable. The winning score could be super low. Uh, if the wind lays down, the, the score could be much higher if, if the wind is up and the greens are tough. So I, I think it should be a lot of fun. Who are you fading? I'm always... who, hold on. Who are you fading? Who am I fading? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of people are going to like Colin Morikawa this week. I do not. I do not like him this week. Mm, good to uh, hear. I will be fading him. He'll be on none of my teams. Um, You're only playing one I team. Think, well, on my DraftKings lineup. Uh, who do I have written here? I want nothing to do with Morikawa. I want nothing to do with Zalatoris. And I want nothing to do uh, with Tony Finau. I'm tired of, him, of picking him and him not winning majors uh, or supporting him in majors and watching him collapse. Yeah, I know he won a FedEx Cup tournament, uh, but, you know, in a reduced field and whatever. I'm not, I know I'm supposed to be impressed by it. but anyway. 80 to 1 on DraftKings. That's the market number. I mean, that's the peak no market number. So anyway, no Finau, no Zalatoris, no Morikawa. I want nothing to do with those three. Okay. Anything else that, to add before we let you go? I think that is it. Uh, oh, can I do this? Sure. We got to get your thoughts because I'm – Phil Mickelson, <laughs> I'm shocked he didn't even play the Masters. I, I it shows how my how naive I I must be, seriously. Um, and I, I'm even more shocked he's not here. Now there's some word. This is more about like his form and people have seen him and he's flirting with like really high seventies at courses that he shouldn't and he's just not prepared to to play in this type of event. But for him to not even give us a statement. And he's got to put it on the PGA to, like, make a statement. He's not coming. And the first time he's going to talk to us is going to be in a media scrum at some Saudi event. Like, wow. So, Tim, before, yeah. before you answer, can you tell me, can you tell the people what you told me about Phil Thursday? What did I say about Phil on Thursday? I don't recall what I said. What do you think that you said? Well, you looked at his DraftKings price at $7,100. <laughs> oh, I said he, at $7,100 when he was playing, I said 
that if you don't have him on your team, it's criminal, <laughs> that he was such a fantastic value play. You said, oh, well, I don't think this course suits up really well for him. I said, Kiowa was the one of the world's worst imaginable courses for Phil Mickelson's skill set. He had no right to make the cut there, and he won the tournament. So I, I actually think Phil is, is kind of course-proof when it comes to that sort of stuff. But yeah, then he, then he withdrew. I, I don't know what to make of it other than maybe the bad blood that runs between him and the PGA Tour stronger than we thought. Maybe he's never going to play another PGA event. I mean, but, I don't know. But this isn't even a PGA. Like, a PGA isn't the PGA Tour. His problem seems know, to be with I the PGA. I know it's not. No, but I'm explaining that to people because people are going to be hammering down on that, and they don't understand that there's a difference between the two, that the PGA of America is not the PGA Tour. They're two separate entities. They really don't have much to do with each other. Like, when you go and no, when you go and search this week and try to find the leaderboard, like, PGA.org is probably the best leaderboard that you can go to. Their app, absolute trash. Maybe it'll be improved this year. I'm not holding out hope for that, but that's probably where you want to go to do it. Uh, so I found it surprising. And it wasn't my contention that this was a bad course for him, although I do believe it would be a bad course for him. It was that he hadn't played in five months. And he's yeah, 53. I didn't care about any of that. He's, 50, he's 51. And he was 50 last year, and he won the thing. Like, so I don't really care about that. I thought was if he was playing, he was playing because he thought he could contend. I think Jeff's got some valid point about that his form is just not up to snuff. I have no idea what to expect at St. Albans when he well, plays there. Like I just, I have no idea. Uh, I, I did. It's, it's at this point, if he doesn't go to the masters and he doesn't go to the PGA where he's the defending champ, will we see him again in, in the near future on a PGA tour sanctioned event, which is a FedEx cup event. Okay. We see him in an event where you get up, get FedEx cup points. I cannot imagine it this season. And I mean, and beyond that, I mean, we can't see any further. We don't know how long lived this new tour will be. Maybe it falls apart XFL style in a year. Maybe it is like the USFL or the WHA and it lasts for a few years. Nobody knows that. But for the rest of this competitive season, uh, I, I think there is just no opportunity to imagine Mickelson playing a FedEx Cup point event. All right, Jeff, do you have anything else to ask him? No. No. Tim, do you see Jeff's glasses? Yeah, I think they look very sharp. I look, think uh, they make you look very professorial, Jeff. Yeah, they're broken, and it's hard for me to get out much. So uh, <laughs> we're just do, working with what we well, got. As I mainly use them. You and I need to go on some mall walks together. Now that you've been doctor-prescribed mall walks. I have. Uh, we need to have some discussions about mall walk techniques, peak times of day, uh, which direction around the mall you want to walk, all that kind of stuff for uh, an amateur, sort of like I'm a, a tour pro here, giving you some tips as you sort of come onto the scene as a rookie and I'm sort of like the grizzled vet. Uh, I'll send you some some info about how it is to to make the most of your, your wall, mall, mall walking opportunities. That you can't burn as many calories as we're burning these days walking the golf course. You can burn quite a few walking the mall. Yeah, this is like when uh, Freddie Couples plays an Augusta practice round with exactly. uh, Zalatoris, right? Exactly. I'm Freddie Couples, and you're uh, Zalatoris in this situation. Help <laughs> me help you become a professional mall walker. Flat ground, lots of places to sit and rest. So I guess I shouldn't go to, like, the, the bougie, busy malls, right? I should go to, like, the rundown, empty no, ones? No, no, oh, no. Like, what, no. What do you suggest? No, no, I suggest that you go to a large mall during off-peak hours. Like the Eaton Center at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday is going to be quiet. I've been to the Eaton Center on off-peak hours on weekdays. It's really not that busy in my experience. That's what I would recommend, that type of a facility. 
You go there on a Wednesday at 10 a.m., you're going to have your run of the place. Well, yeah. that that is great info to have, a great way to end it. So, Jeff, you can really take that to heart. Think about it and see if you want to hire Tim as your professional mall walking <laughs> trainer. I mean, his rates, they're not cheap, but that was Tim Undergust. Tim Undergust. And yes, of course that's his name. Jeff, let's get into this. Southern Hills is the host site. That Trump course that was supposed to be the one is no longer the one. Now we're here where they hosted the Sonor PGA Championship a year ago. 7,556 yards, 600 FedEx Cup points to the winner. $12 million in the purse. Par 70. Par 70, 7,556 yards. The defending champion is not here, Phil Mickelson. It, we're not sure whether Paul Casey is playing or not. We're not sure whether or not Bryson is going to go, although it's looking unlikely for Bryson at the moment. No Sung Jay, he has withdrawn. No Harris English. He is out and no Phil Mickelson at this event. Just in case you were wondering, I have all of this written up in the newsletter. So I suggest that you go check that out. Completely free to join, completely free to read. Even if you don't want to join, I would hope you would join to help me out a little bit. There's some giveaways in there as well uh, beyond what is available on the show. So check it. And now that we've got run through what Tim thinks of the course, I've kind of talked a little bit about what I like on the course, my article up on DK Nation, where I really break this down a little bit more. What are your thoughts on the course? Because I know we spoke about this about two, three weeks ago, and how can we kind of at least redline a few people from the top out? And I'm still not there. Like, it's almost like, you know, all these guys are basically the same. Who has the best value and who am I feeling? That almost feels like what it comes down to. Uh, absolutely. And that's why I've had such a hard time making future bets on these majors, because I feel like there it's such an exclusive club at the moment who can win them. And I say that knowing Phil won last year, I just got to accept that as the outlier. And it's really like, who am I feeling that week with the competition in the marketplace with the sports books? I feel like I'll pretty much get the number unless the guy comes in scorching or is Scotty Scheffler, the same number that I could have gotten around Christmas. Um, so all that being said, like a lot of people, I've been suckered into watching a lot of the replays of the event on golf channel, make what it, uh, make what that of, uh, we may, I love watching tiger anytime they throw out on those old performances. So I just get sucked into that vortex. Um, but all the talk, as you mentioned with Tim about the runoffs, but it's a PGA championship. And I, adored the course selection in the last five six years i've adored the setups i've adored what the courses the setups have created in terms of who's been competing and winning these sorts of events so i'm at this moment where they've got carte blanche as far as i'm concerned at this moment in time does the pga america and how they put this this championship on few notes about the field there's 156 players in the field but there are 20 pga professionals now these are great players obviously but if they were so great they wouldn't be teaching they'd be on the pga tour so we can probably cross those guys off that brings us down to 136 you got some absolute like jabroni former winners now zim zima who's got the keys to my bima he's in there we got the real deal sean McKeel, john daly they're all in the field we could probably cross them off then we have guys from like the sunshine tour the aussie tour the Asian tour, the Korean tour, the Japanese tour, maybe two or three of those guys get through, but the majority of them are going to be gone. And there's a bunch of DP world tour guys who I think are a little bit of cut above. I'm not throwing those guys completely out of the way. But once you start to think about that a little bit, Jeff, the PGA championship still has the top 70 in ties. 
in order to make the cut, which doesn't sound like, you know, that much more than regular, where it's top 65 in ties. We know it's top 50 in the smaller field at the Masters. It's top top 50 at the Masters, top 60 at the U.S. Open in a far more competitive field, at least in my mind, because some of those amateurs that come in are really good. Uh, some of them are awful, but some of them are actually pretty good, that it's actually easier to make the cut at the PGA Championship, statistically, uh, than it is at almost any other tournament. It's kind of set up like Heritage Memorial. It's like an invitational tournament, except more people make the cut. Yeah, I never really thought of it that way. Um, that doesn't bother me one bit. I have lit, like, yeah, okay. I guess for DFS purposes, pick the guys you trust at the bottom. I was flattered with some of those uh, prices and some of those early lineup builds in my final days of legal DraftKings. Oh, yeah, I forgot. They're taking DraftKings away from you. Not for me. I'm going to continue to play as much DraftKings as I <laughs> like where I live. My gummy mint didn't get involved in any of that. So good news for Paul and I out here on the East Coast. Tambo as well. Whew, that was a lot of talking. Might as well have an ad break. In a tiny apartment in Southern California, two college dropouts teamed up to create a watch company that broke all the rules. Fair prices, unexpected colors, and clean, original designs. Movement grew into one of the fastest-growing watch brands, shipping to over 160 countries across the globe. Now Movement has expanded into blue light glasses that protect your eyes from screens, minimalist jewelry, and more style essentials. Don't break the bank. All designed out of their California headquarters. I got the glasses, the sunglasses. I was wearing them around France last week, and did anyone stop me to tell me, hey, that's very chic fashion? No. However, I did get a glance at myself and reflections as I was walking around. I thought, Pat, you look good in these. And they really did desensitize my eyes to all of the light. And it was absolutely fantastic. My wife loves her watch, too. They have the look and quality of like a $400 to $500 watch that you're going to pay for at a department store. But now doesn't cost that much with movement. So if you want to elevate your look and style but don't want to break the bank, then join the movement and get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash mayo. Again, that's mvmt.com slash mayo. If you're listening to me, Pat Mayo, you're probably not the smartest person in the world. But that's okay. And that's why you gotta check out Titan. As everyday investors, the cards have simply been stacked against us. We've been given access to this marketplace of stocks, but we're competing against institutional investors with unlimited resources. We're simply told to invest in the S&P 500 and be happy with a conservative average. With Titan, you get access to strategies similar to those in the 1% without having to be ultra-wealthy or pay hefty fees. All it takes is $100 to get started, deposit your money, select which of the portfolios you want to invest in, and that's it. Titan aims to grow investments at least 15% annually net of fees, which could mean doubling your wealth every five years. Check out Titan if you aim to become the smartest, wealthiest investor you've ever seen. So head to titan.com slash mayo to get $50 when you invest with Titan. You must go to this URL or you will not get that $50. And they won't know that we sent you. And we want that. That's $50 when you go to titan.com slash mayo and invest with Titan. This is a paid partnership with Titan, and at the time of this publication, I am not yet invested in Titan strategies. 
Let's get into the odds. The favorites for the PGA Championship. John Rahm is the favorite. He's 11 to 1. Scotty Scheffler, winner of, I don't know, every tournament this year. He's 12 to 1. So is Justin Thomas coming off a nice Sunday, although it was another letdown on Sunday with a lot of guys making a charge for him at the Byron Nelson. Cantlay has jumped up in the odds. He's now 16 to 1 along with Rory, along with Morikawa. Spieth is 18. Hovland, DJ are both 25. Xander, Lowry, Hideki, and Cam Smith are all 28 to 1. A few of these guys, obviously, have to come back down on the list. There can't be this many players at a major championship underneath 30 to 1. So I don't know exactly which ones they're going to be. I have my guesses. It seems like everyone kind of likes Shane Lowry. Um, and now Hideki and Xander have entered the conversation based on their Sunday rounds at the Craig Ranch on Sunday. So uh, I have my eye on three guys that I think are going to fall down the board here, Jeff. And they're the three guys that I like, so maybe that's good news for me. I'm looking at Morikawa, Hovland, and DJ. Well, Morikawa threw uh, – Tim threw it down on Morikawa, <laughs> so you're right in there. DJ, I saw – if I like DJ, A, it was his first event back since his sort of show up at the Heritage where I totally bl- – I didn't bet him – but I totally blanked that his like wedding was a few days later. And that really was a sponsor's show up. And we know they party hard. We know they thirst trap hard on the internet. Uh, they had a good time. DJ's won off great times before. It was nice to see him at the Byron, rev the engine. He had, a, he had like a 14-hole stretch, I want to say, Pat, where there wasn't a single par. But I don't really think that's a bad thing. Tons of birdies. DJ's just revving that engine, trying to get those bogeys out of the system before next week. Before golf became, how do you put this? Things have happened in the last four, five, six years. Like the influx of talent and how much more ultra competitive it feels like these events are than when we started talking about it, Pat. Now, maybe that's just hyperbole because we're in the moment. But PGA Championships, U.S. Opens, they're literally felt like for a while they're built for the prototype that is Dustin Johnson. So if you're getting a 25 to one after you named all those names, I don't think there's, I, I could, I could buy into that um, very hard. Who is the third name you mentioned? Vic. And the problem with Vic is that these bunkers are deep. They're complex. And if he gets in one, he's going to be absolutely fucked. But everyone just wants to talk like, Oh, these guys from Texas, they're going to have the advantage. I mean, what happened to the Vic big 10 angle? That's got a big 12 angle. That's gone big now. 12. <laughs> I've been waiting for a someone to bring up that point, but it does feel like sort of at Christmas, this was like Vic, 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 Vic. And now we're here and there's really not much on Vic. We haven't really seen him a ton. Yeah. The team event. Um, so I totally agree. There's a quiet vibe on Vic. And I was even having some personal correspondence last night agreeing and without even knowing it was your sentiment. I feel in the drift coming for Vic, uh, maybe even a big boost coming for Vic. Like last week, I thought I saw Xander was 28. I'm like, they might boost him to 40 when it was looked like he was going to miss the cut. That didn't happen. Now I kind of feel like Vic can get to a natural 28 and then we can catch something big. Maybe I am overreading the situation, but I, I, I do feel like that. And if you want to bet on Vic, you're betting the ceiling. You're betting that I'm just going to smash those greens and rag. You just have to have that intrinsic belief that when it comes time to make a clutch up and down, he's capable. Like Here, if you don't believe well, that, it's a hard bet to make. So I could understand why people would completely scoff it, but I do believe he's capable. So I don't write him off at all. 
I think it's a bit of the same issue with Morikawa. Now, I listen, I didn't know that he was going to be reverse cursed. That's great news. And you know how much I just bet Morikawa at every major, except for you know last year's Open Championship, when he won. But uh, looking at the green complexes, and I, I spoke about this uh, when Troy Martin was breaking it down with me on the research show. He's a caddy for Stephen Ames. He did the yardage books on Southern Hills. I actually thought he had a, really, a lot of really good insight that you're probably not going to find anywhere else. That's up on the Pat Mayo Experience feed right now. So when you rate, review, and leave the review to get into the... Uh, giveaway for the 100 bucks. You can go listen to that show as well. It came out on Friday. Plus the DraftKings Millie Maker Pick Show with Tambo and Raza. That's up there now or up on the video channel. Either way, it's not like... How can I put this? At Torrey Pines when you miss the green and you're like down in this thick, thick rough. And we even saw it at Bay Hill too. Just he can't do it. Uh, but here, it's... This is his rough. The, it's the yeah it's his rough because there is no rough a lot of the times around the greens it's just gonna be like instead of having like a 30 foot chip to get it up and down out of the rough like a lot of these up and downs are gonna be u.s open style where it's like, it's six, like tight lies. Si- 63 yards after the rollback when you don't hit it and need to get it up and down from there now he's not good from the 30 feet he's actually really good from the 65 yards so we just need him to miss miss bad well the, the point is like what troy was saying is that if you're going to miss, it's going to be bad because all of the greens kind of like slope down and everything uh, away, and yeah. everything shaved. So it's not going to stop rolling. Yeah, there's no there's no uh, rough to catch the ball. You're just going to run off area, which ends up 60 feet. That's a very good point to your to the Morikawa thing, Pat. Now, perception is, you know, it's a my eyeballs. They could be lying to me. Well, of course, they but are. The you're, last you're, you're, you're wearing glasses. And yes, you, and, and so you, true. And you said you weren't wearing the glasses when you're watching golf, only when you're watching FIFA. So I'm sure that they're lying to you. Okay. The last two times I feel like I've seen Morikawa chip, granted it's been on TV, was the walk-off at the Masters answering the Rory thing, which was just a nice, beautiful moment. I'm not really putting too much into it. The team event, though, I don't think it, it can be statistically... Um, like, I don't think there's any stats for it, but it did seem like he was chipping phenomenally at the team event. I was like, whoa, like if Morikawa can bring that chipping to a major, man, that trophy case is going to get crowded. So I actually do like what I have seen from the around the green in Morikawa. Um, again, I don't think that the team event chipping can be weighted, though. But my perception is it was quite quite good well you can't wait it because one it's really difficult to wait a team event no matter what kind of metrics you use but there's also a strategy part of it as well so if Vic is 10 feet away all of a sudden Morikawa is like I'm gonna take a run at this one maybe he chips it in (laughs) thank you like he did like if he misses by 50 feet it doesn't make a difference at that point so the pressure is off a little bit his chipping wasn't a problem at Harding Park when he needed to get it up and down he had a beautiful chip in there he had a beautiful chip in at Riviera when he was down on the stretch it kind of comes down to you're going to know what you're going to get with Morikawa really early is it one of the weeks where he can chip and putt or is it going to be like the fucking heritage where he ball strikes better than everyone else and can't do any of those things and isn't even in contention in these major championships he has the cojones to do this we've seen it too many times in these big events he's the best iron player in the world he doesn't have the distance everyone else has obviously but he hits more fairways than all of these guys and if it is going to play firm and fast as long as he keeps it in the short grass he's going to get enough run to get it out there and with Vic with Morikawa I think they're part of this I mean they're not I mean more 
Hovland's more like Rory than he is like Morikawa because Morikawa is more like Justin Thomas, but without the great short game, but better with the driving and the irons. Just I think they're going to hit so many greens in regulation that that is going to be the best defense of this course that who cares about if you can get it up and down from 30 feet or 65 feet just hit some fucking greens and try to two putt the entire time that's the strategy that's what we see win the u.s open it's not like these magic men you're gonna need to you're gonna need to get it up and down at some point but if you have to get it up and down on 15 holes you're fucked couldn't agree more i mean i bet i like to bet long and straight i, I sort of take the same profile to u.s opens and to pga championships a very finite group of players in some ways even though the player pool is larger, it's as finite or more finite than the masters because the masters can allow um, for you to plot around it a little differently that, that a U.S. open or a PGA championship can't, can't everybody who I'm betting on hits it long and straight. I'll worry about the green side trouble if I get there, but I bet on the ceiling and the ceiling means we're hitting the green. So the best odds, I, the best odds I can find on market right now are Morikawa twenty, Hovland twenty eight. I do think that we get a better number on both those guys. Maybe not Morikawa, but it just seems like you mentioned that the interest is dried up in more in Vic right now. Yeah, and to the point, the interest is dried up in both of them. In both of them, Scotty is coming on. Justin, nobody feels like their form and results feel more right for this moment in time than Justin Thomas. Uh, every sort of deep dive points right to Scotty and um, Rom, and that's no fun. We like to bet a little farther. Uh, there's not like Rory's got his back-to-back second places. He's playing with confidence. I feel like I'd rather bet JT or reach for a higher shelf, um, just like a higher shelf brand, and bet Scheffler than or Rom than Rory. But he's priming for it, Pat and. Well, Spieth feels like he has a booth at this uh, restaurant in terms of the finite amount of guys who can win. That being said, I'm not betting him. I am betting Patrick Cantley. I bet it already. Um, 22 to 1. His season could look almost like Scotty's with two, three wins, the multiple playoff losses. There was one blip around the Players' Championship sort of lost his form. Things went a little sideways for him. We have found it all together. Even go back to the FedEx Cup, which I like going. If you want to go all the way back there, he's been as good as anybody not named Scheffler. Even if you want to start it in January, he's pretty much been almost as good as uh, as anybody not named Scheffler. Uh, his major resume is atrocious. So when Spieth wins and I bet the guy that can't even top 20 in his life at a major I'll certainly feel like an idiot and I'm prepared for it. So when I was trying to whittle down the shortlist, it just got to the point with Rahm and Scheffler, I, I just don't like their odds. Uh, obviously, they should be the two favorites. I think they have the best two chances of winning, but it's hard to win in golf when everyone is there. So I'm going to cross those two off in terms of my betting card. Thomas, I mean, 12 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook is, ugh. I, I, don't, I don't understand why he's favored over Spieth, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I'm going to need the same putt luck from Willie Z as I'm going to need from Thomas yeah. to win. <laughs> and to I'll, win. Like, and, not and, to play and, well, like and, to win. And I know that Zawa Torres is a lock to drive it well. Thomas isn't. Of of the super elites, like the super high end, I just, I don't know. I don't, I, I, I'm not, I don't trust him. 
So that'll backfire. I, I I mean, I would trust him if he was 20 to 1, 22, 23, not 12. That is not a great look. And I think people are putting a lot of emphasis on his short game, which is immaculate, by the way, except for when he was coming down the stretch um, last week at the Byron and barely got it out of the bunker. Either way, it's just going to be a tough task for him. Now, obviously, if one of these guys brings their A game, like they play their A-plus performance throughout four rounds, they are going to win. So you're basically just betting against that or betting on the guy that you think is going to do it. And I'd rather have the deeper odds. But with Spieth, like he's now higher in the world rankings than Justin Thomas. And if you go look at his ball striking, Spieth's driving is fucking off the charts right now. It's really Insane. good. It's, it's really I good. I, I'm sort of speechless. Like even to not sometimes I wasn't even watching at parts yesterday, just like tracking and seeing like how far those drives were going. And I know it was wind aided or course aided. And uh, you, you play with a guy at his home course, who's a, an elite player. Like he knows all the hot pockets that are going to zip it. And I don't doubt there was some of that, but even if you want to like take regress him a bit, like take some regression in it, it's still incredible. Like, what is happening? He hasn't even had the putt luck yet. As Tim joked, like you, you, you do anticipate if you're betting him, you know you're going to get the magic around the greens. That's what you're betting on. When you bet on Cam Smith, you bet on Jordan Spieth, you make that bet knowing like magic is coming your way. That's part of the bet. I wrote my column and I referred to Dustin Johnson's current state as low-rent Scotty Scheffler. I never thought I would write that. But... Scheffler is, do, is being DJ right now. What we think DJ is, that's what Scheffler is doing. And now DJ is the cheaper version of Scheffler. Yeah. I don't, I don't mind it. You kind of been alluding to this for a bit, Pat. And I thought about you when Golf Digest had a post a week or 10 days ago that had said, like, who's the next to get the Grand Slam? They had a picture of about six, seven guys. DJ wasn't even on it. He wins this week. He's the poster of who's the next. Going back to a course where should set up pretty well for him. Um. So, yeah, you've been kind of putting these sweet DJ nuggets out there every time we talk Southern Hills, and that's probably when he was not 25 to 1 uh, on the board. So here we here we are. Hopefully he got all the the wonky ones out last week. And I trust him enough if I wanted to pull the trigger that he did because I'm such a stand for him. What do you do with this bottom tier? Xander Lowry, Hideki, Cam Smith. You bet Hideki at 50. That's one thing. I would also bet him at 50 if that number was available. It is no longer available, and I didn't bet it at the time. It's now 28. I don't feel gr- I mean, Hideki's a fine bet. Xander's a fine bet. Cam's a fine bet. Lowry's a fine bet. Eh. At these numbers, I mean, Lowry has the most interest to me at 28, but I don't know if I can get there, if I can get Vic at 28 too. Yeah. I mean, Shaw, I've seen some early write-up love for Shane Lowry, and I'm not surprised to see it, Pat. He is almost... Um, he's, on, he's on a tear right now. Yeah, he's on, like, literally a tear. It's almost like, okay, he's not being forgotten. I thought maybe he'd be, be um, quietly dismissed because, we, you know, the sexier names, the sexier faces... Uh, more attractive betting options. No, DraftKings for one book is certainly hyper aware of what Shane Lowry has been up to. His consistent um, form has been has been spectacular. Hideki, I bet him to win the Byron. So I was on it like before the Byron even started, Pat. I was 
if he shows me what I think he's going to show me this week, I want to bet him next week because a lot of my early points at Southern Hills pointed to Hideki, especially a healthy Hideki. So when I saw it given on Thursday, I made the bet. I already knew where my 50 was. Now, the book did not even accept my full stake. Uh And I don't bet as hard as you would think. I got enough, but they didn't accept my full stake. They're like, it's still a futures market. Oh, um, and then not only did they not accept my full stake before I could say to any of my friends, okay, you will just have my buddy go bet what you'll take for me. They chopped it instantly. So I guess I got it on the buzzer and there were, you know, it's a wild west out there. There There's some other numbers, but yeah, it's been totally slashed. It's a healthy Hideki. This number is probably what is healthy Hideki deserves. I'm happy to have the one, the one that I do, that I do have. Best on market I can find right now, Lowry 35, Hideki 32. So there are some bigger numbers out there. Maybe some of these guys get boosted. So for me, I'm going to bet Morikawa and I'm going to bet Vic. I'm going to wait on both those numbers because I don't think the 20 that I can get on Morikawa is going anywhere. It might go to 22. I'll take the 22. The 20 is fine by me. With Vic, I see the 28. I feel like that number only gets worse. You don't think it gets better than than twenty eight no, on Vic? No, I mean like it doesn't like it gets worse. Like it might go to yeah, 33 yeah. You're not or gonna lose it. Yeah. You're not gonna lose it. You're not gonna lose. I don't think so. I don't think so. And Xander again, Friday morning, I'm like this thing could get boosted to it uh, could get boosted to forty next week, and we're gonna have to have a conversation maybe, or he's gonna be part of a conversation. He's such a tinkerer. I joked with. Uh, oh my boy Nagel's on the internet when he made the cut, who's such a big Xander fan, at least I see on, on, on the Twitter machine that no, it was great for him to make the cut. Xander's the ultimate tinker. The worst thing in the world would have been for Xander at home, like tinkering his mind off with like everything he could do so much better to have a tea time. And what was the number? He made like 25 birdies in like 49 holes to finish his event. So he's going to, I don't know where the betting market is going to be on him. I've got to, I'm not going to be there. I'll be happy for him though. I'd be really happy for him. I couldn't not. I bet him too much, but I can't be there. I'm going to have to make a DJ or Lowry decision by, I mean, I'll put it in the newsletter. I'll make it by when I do the live show on Wednesday with Tambo, I'll have my decision made up on those guys. Then let's drop to the next quality win players for sure. hundred percent. Dropping to the next level, the 30 to 100 range. I don't want to go over everyone, but I did bet Will Zalatoris. He's 35 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook at the moment. I got him at 50 to 1. I believe you got him at 50 to 1 as well. I saw a lot of people grab that. There was a 50 out there. I was walking the streets of Monaco when I saw that people, uh, I think it was EPAT that tweeted it out. I was like, oh, I'll bet that. Yeah, I mean, I am anything over 40 is like a guarantee. I don't care unless Arnold Palmer, Jack Nicholas, vintage Tiger Woods go into the field. Anything 40 and above to me is an auto will. I, I, I got stupid last week, Pat, maybe without your guidance. I bet him. I bet him because I had this 50. I bet him at the 24 to 1, 25 to 1 last week and just where everyone can run free on a highway, that doesn't work for Will. Other players need to be neutralized. They got to be neutralized. And then what I am buying with my 50 to 1 is a Colin Morikawa, Justin Thomas skill set, but I need the putt luck. 
but so do they. He's never won a major before. And people did quickly say like, I get it. Cause as you've pointed out so many times, Pat, 99% of this process and trying to decide four, five, six, seven guys to bet on is the reasons why you're not betting the other 60. And if your reason is, I don't think a guy's first ever win will be a major. That's like an easy, fair move. Like if that's just like, I can't argue with that. I have no comeback for that. I don't. Uh, my only comeback would be if that ball rolled one more inch at Torrey Pines, he'd be 20, like six to one. And He'd have a win. And what do you need from him? What do you need from him? Would a swing season win have made you happy? Would have made him good enough? Does everything. Like, number one, tee to green, like, approach. Two, tee to green. Putt luck, come to us. I'll never not be here. I'll die on the sword that I'll make this bet. I will. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of team no putt for me this week, and maybe that's just the complete wrong way to play it, but I'm going to overemphasize the greens and regulation. That's what Will Z is going to do the best here. And I think when we see it, these longer courses that are more difficult we've seen it at Riviera we've seen it at Torrey Pines we've seen it at Bay Hill these are the types of guys that end up showing up uh, I mean yeah it'd be nice if people could be like Scheffler and when they're trying to get it up and down they can put it to 17 feet and just make the putt that'll be the end of it. or KH Lee on the 71st hole for that matter just be like hey if I have to put it by put it by I'll make the comeback right? I don't expect these guys to make the comebacker but we just saw like Luke List and Joaquin Neiman win at these events with like Hovland and Morikawa and Zawa Torres trying to hunt them down I, I think it's completely doable and they mitigate their lack of putting that and Tambo pointed this out that if the winning score is going to be minus four to minus 10 somewhere in that range not minus 22 you can miss some putts that's okay. People are going to make bogeys. Uh, fortunately for them, most of the putts that they're going to miss are birdie putts, not, not par putts. So uh, I'm comfortable with him. Outside of him in this range, I mean, I don't know. Connors I like, but do I really want to bet Corey Connors to win a PGA championship at 80 to 1? Or sorry, 45 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook. No. Yeah, Connors and Lowry were kind of like neck and neck in terms of how well and consistent they've been playing, and Lowry has just continued, and, and Connors has kind of fallen the other way. That's just not a bet I'm going to make. Uh, not for me, Pat. Now, what if, what, if I I will... can, what if I could tell you that there's a boost to 80 to 1 out there? I don't totally mind that. Um, I'm not really there yet. I mean... Boosts are great. I still have to like think the guy's going to win. If that makes any sense. Like if I don't think the guy's going to win, I don't really care how much the boost will be. No, I think Corey Connors could win. Um, and if I really do go uh, to your point, long straight, hope, pray for Putlock, he has to be a name that I am strongly considering. And those boosts, they disappear. They don't last all day. They don't last all day and they might not be there in the morning. So sometimes those boosts are a funny game of, do I take this now? Do I just like hold out wait for my guy to get boosted or the guy you want? Uh, nice little mind, mind warp that they um, do play. I am never able, Pat, to quit the 30 to 50 to 1 range that since we've started doing shows together has been so kind to first-time major winners. So I have found myself swimming around. I mentioned the Zalatoris bet. We spoke about it with Tim on Sam Burns. Maybe that's an easy out for me to 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 eliminate Burns that he is custed this week, but he he's right in this sweet spot, and I do think he is uh, true for this moment. And Joachim Neiman, I know you're kind of poo pooing it. Um, I, what, 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 what did I what did I poo poo? 
Okay, man, I don't know. You sort of took the Riviera win. I don't know. I guess you made a comment about uh, the Riviera uh, win. You mean when I, when I compared him to Morikawa and Havlin? Okay, sorry. Who I bet? And I, that was me saying he was shit? No, no, okay. I kind of took that. Um, that was a compliment. Yeah, sorry. I take that back. No, you're right. You're right. You were comparing him to elite players. My bad. I guess I was so excited to just talk about him. He's long. He's longer than you even think. He's straight. He's straight as you think. He is 24th around the green this year. Um, that's being debated because you saw yesterday, like his his chipping completely abandoned him. Golf is hard. It was a bad day. I'm not overrating that. Um, people do seem to say the the 24th around the green is a bit of an inflated uh, stats, particularly what Riviera did for that statistic. But the bent grass greens, perfect. For Joachim, he seems to find a way on those holes that are playing a half stroke over par. He seems to have the 12 foot birdie putt on them. Um, so he's in that sweet spot that I am, am swimming around. A lot of these first time major winners, or, or sorry, guys that haven't won that major around here. And they're all surrounded by Brooks Kepka. That is the, I mean, that's the name that we have to go to because you know, the PGA Championship, just like U.S. Opens, are the Brooks Kepka majors that you want to back him at. What's the what was the deal with his withdrawal last week? He just didn't want to play. Is he actually hurt? What's going on? I didn't get any more info than he has withdrawn, and you assume that if he's only got a seventy-two hole walk in him for the next three weeks, he's doing it at Southern Hills. That's not. Like that's that, really that's what not I good, though. Like that, I, I see these odds. It feels like it should be an auto back of Brooks, and we talked about this on the DraftKings show. I think he's a terrible DraftKings play just because of the opportunity cost of the guys that you can take around him. But I do think that there's a big difference. Like I, although I've bet Zalatoris, I do think that Zalatoris is a better DraftKings play than an outright bet. He's played hundred percent. He's played in six majors since 2020. He's top ten in four of them. He's missed the cut yeah. in one and got hurt in the other one trying to hack it out of the fescue. So he has four top tens, a miscut, and a withdraw in his past six majors. Brooks, on the other hand, I mean, if he's okay, Brooks, he's probably going to win. If not, he's going to be like dead last. <laughs> and I really do trust him for what is being asked. Like, he's so good with those around the green chips, in my opinion. Those 60 foot, those difficult chips to four feet. Uh, you trust him if he's in the mix on Sunday. You're in the game of outright betting that we play. I'm going to bet on a guy that I'm waxing poetic. He's going to miss the cut. Um, we bet guys miss the cut all the time. It's it sounds repetitive, but sometimes you have to remind yourself that like the outright betting game is totally different. And God, the light bulb's going off. Imagine, imagine betting like Neiman and Burns and not betting on Brooks. It's like the exact same feeling of stupidity, maybe more than I'll feel if Spieth wins and I'm sitting there with a can't lay. I'm with you. It's a, it's, it's what I live in fear of, Jeff, as the outcome this week. But I'm not doing it. I'm not betting on Brooks. It does feel like the number is fair because we used to be at these these situations, Pat. Yeah, where it would be, be wait, wait, he would be like 45 at Byron Nelson, but 22 at the major. <laughs> Yeah, but it'd also be like, oh, this is so disrespectful to disrespectful full Brooks number. I feel like that camp has like kind of died down. Like the number is the number. Sort of like where you get drafted is where you get drafted. There's 32 teams in the league. Your number's your number. Like 
I know there's volatility in the space and there's so many things that make up a number, but what Brooks isn't lacking is a profile and uh, yeah, a profile like the guys in the twenties. So the books have decided this is, this is the number. Okay. Is there anyone else from this range that you really want to go in on? Because like I said, I will Z at 50 thinking about Connors at 80. Uh, we like, you have Max Homa, Jason day. They all fall into this. I'm not really buying day Homa. I could see Hatton's in here. Tiger is in here. It's how about tiger is tiger a better bet at 65 to one to win this or to miss the cut. Like what is more like, He's more likely to miss the cut. Well, yeah, uh, no, 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 you, yeah, so. no, obviously. But what do you think would get your money? Because I actually think he does miss the cut. Uh, yeah, I don't like picking. I don't like picking on him, especially for like unless it would be an enormous stake. Here, here's all no. you need to know about it. That what do you think his odds are to miss the cut? Minus one thirty. It's plus one ten. He's minus 150 to make the cut, plus 110 to miss the cut. But he's 65 to 1. So maybe they're saying that, yeah, maybe he has this huge variance where either he's going to be really bad or if he's in contention, he's going to end up being really good. But his odds to miss the cut are lower. Like, they're plus 110. Matt Kuchar is plus 120. Like, that, that's the range that he's in of guys to miss and make the cut. But he's not in those odd ranges as someone to win this tournament by any stretch. Feels like a big ask. Uh, yeah, I have no expectation for for a win. I, I, I'm not expecting him to play well, to be perfectly honest. Horse. I don't root against it. I don't even like putting that in the in the uh, orbit. Um, and even if he starts like fine, I could see it being a lot like next last, like the Masters. Like it'll just get, you know, sort of progressively probably worse although he'll probably feel better because he's already acknowledging i don't doubt that he feels so much better preparing for this tournament than he did the the masters and maybe this one's even an even easier walk i'm just not my expectations are not high at all the conversation we had in the masters though pat was um will you be looking to see what the head-to-head markets are for him because if they're going to put him up against say a max homa or I don't know, other guys in that range. I doubt, I, there's no way they'd give you Louis Eustazen versus Tiger. No, uh, I, they probably don't even offer head to head. It'll probably be like Matt Kuchar versus Tiger. <laughs> but like, I would take plus money Adam Scott over Tiger. Yeah, but you're not going to get that. You're right. I won't. It, it, was just, um, it was just like the last time when you're like, I hope I get all these guys. It's like, well, you're not. Of course you would bet yeah, that. No, they're Every, not. Everyone would bet that. <laughs> no, you, you're right. They're not, there's too much of a... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. As much as there's a Tiger love fest, they don't need to uh, to throw something. Yeah, well, they, to well the- what they're trying to do is, to, I mean, it might even be a do. Maybe Tiger goes out and wins. I'll look stupid. And, you know, it's happened before. I look stupid all the time. But you're not getting It'd the... It'd be worth looking stupid for. Yeah, no, listen, I'd take it. I'd love to see Tiger win. That'd be awesome. It'd be and great. you'd make the money back. Like, it would be so great for the ra- content. And oh, yeah. The ratings money golf. I would make back? Oh, It'd be glorious. I hope Tiger wins. But I think that 65 to 1 is ridiculous. And in terms of the head-to-head betting market, you're going to get the guy at my country club who's like, hey, I want to put $100 down. I'll put $100 on Tiger to win. He's not 
trying to like scope out head to heads against the right guy to put a hundred bucks down with, or put a thousand bucks down, or ten thousand dollars down. He just, no, wants, you're right. he, he just wants to bet Tiger to win. No, you're right, and it's probably a guy making two bets, Beef and Tiger. Yeah, yeah, you're not, you're not wrong. I don't want to evaporate from this range. Like Berger hasn't played in since the Masters, or yeah, he he pulled out of the Heritage, didn't he? Yes. How's your burger? Liked him at the Heritage because he likes easy courses, shitty fields. He pulled out of Mexico. That's what he pulled out of, actually. Yeah, you know, he did play the Heritage. He was T21 at the Heritage. Very similar week to Morikawa. Great off the tee, great with his approaches. Couldn't chip, couldn't putt. Then pulled out of Mexico. Haven't seen him since. Uh, I think the back end of this range is really the one worth talking about because the middle of it... I don't see a huge difference between a lot of the guys. Like, we didn't talk about Matt Fitzpatrick. I think this is actually a really good course for Matt Fitzpatrick. He's on my short list with DJ and Lowry. Uh, obviously, I can't bet them all, but he's still a name that I'm keeping in consideration. Russell Henley, I get why he's 65 to 1. That's not for me. Scott should be like 90 or 100, so 65 isn't for me. Keegan at 65, makes sense. Playing well, not for me. Louis, Tiger, Hatton, Horschel, Burns even at 50. Those guys are kind of out for me. I don't understand why Kuchar's 80, but he is, so we'll just take a pass on him. But Finau, Kokrak, no thank you, Jason Day, Cam Young, Max Homa are the guys at 80-1 to 1 at DraftKings Sportsbook right now. I think you can make a pretty compelling case for a lot of those guys. I certainly agree with you on that point, Pat, especially as it pertains um, to Tony Finau, at least in my, my well, opinion. Well, that, that's good. Because Cam Young is, he's kind of out of sight, out of mind, because he didn't play last week. No, can, but can but I, people are going to love Cam Young. People are going to love Max Homa at that price. I think that Kokrak and Finau are probably the two better plays. I don't mind where your head is at, at at all. I will say, I've been looking for a number on Cam Young for this event for a long, for a couple of weeks. I don't say a long time. A lot of books did not even have one. And then a book that didn't even have one up until yesterday posted a 66 this morning. Like they had PGA bets. He wasn't in the sheet. Um, so crazy, crazy. But I, uh, I don't know. The guy is great. Pretty freaking amazing. Yeah. Bet, uh, bet, best number I can find right now for you is a 90 to one. Yeah, no, there are. Well, there are some. Let me just do this for a moment. We now live in this world, especially in Canada, where it's like the betting space is like these micro breweries. They're like kind of everywhere. And someone's like, have you heard of this book? And it's like asking me if I've heard of this like IPA. No, I've certainly never heard of it. Like, no. And they have like former fired Canadian broadcasters advertising for it. Um, it's like a really weird orbit. And you don't even know if, you know, I don't like betting on any book that no one's ever told me they've got paid out of that's why i like using DraftKings, but um yeah i saw like 110 to 1 on homa 110 to 1 on cam young see uh, here, here, i mean this is an interesting discussion because i think i would rather eat the 90 at a book that i am not saying that these are untrustworthy books but i mean paul you can shed some light onto it about books that won't give you your money back and make you end up having to play like ten thousand dollars before you can get your money out yeah, that's just uh, that actually had more to do with a bonus rollover. Yeah, but like read the fine print on those things. I, I got limited severely after taking a massive rollover, thinking, "Hey, I'm throwing down 
significant size bets. I should be able to cover this pretty quick. And then they slashed me to $25. <laughs> That's when you were betting $25 first round leaders with us. So then I was just like $25, uh, $25 <laughs> parlays on things, making bets I didn't want to make. Yeah, like, I mean, and that was an offshore book using BTC. So it's like, I mean, they've got a horrible, it's, it's MB for anybody who doesn't know. No, don't play there. It's horrible. But yeah, it's. I mean, you have to always be but careful. You, you play on more sites than anyone I that like, I know. Price shopping is so important to me. You get paid out by most places, but yeah, you always have to. You have to be able it's to a risk be, that you're willing. But that no, but you're it's like what, what number is worth? It? What number skeezy. is worth? They don't actually have email. like legitimate offices. You're, it's a bit of a leap of faith sometimes. I always try to ask friends if they've gotten paid out, but you know, sometimes it's they a just leap of faith. There too, but again. So. No, no doubt it's a leap of faith, Paul. But again, you have to ask yourself, like, what number increase is worth it? If something's like 100 here, it's 90 there. Is that worth me setting up a new book, giving them my email, having to make a deposit? Like, there's a lot of, you know, so it is, it is what it is. I always do condone getting the best number, making sure you know at least the number you're getting is, is market fair, is market respectable. Um, but, yeah. Okay. I don't yeah, even take, remember where we were. Cam Young and Homa. Taking like 10 points and having to make a brand new account, probably not worth it. I agree. But other people would severely disagree. Not on like one bet. If you plan on playing there all the time, maybe it is. But if it's one bet, like that book's not going to be very happy if you put money in, make one bet, and then try to take it all out when it wins. Like... They're going to be skeezy with you. Pretty much every book will be like that. Probably not DraftKings Sportsbook, though. No, I mean, I can assure you DraftKings Sportsbook is not like that. It's why, you know, when you, when you have these bigger books, it's why I, I always enjoyed betting with that one that was open 365 days a year, Jeff. Like, when you're a publicly traded company, you can't just rip people off. <laughs> BetEveryday.com. Yeah. So... There is security in that when you're putting your money into it. Oh, speaking of which, another place which is kind of like that. I have some free bucks to give away to people out there. Uh, if you email me at thepatmayoexperience at gmail.com, I can get you some money on a DFS site. So uh, hit me up over there and see if it qualifies in your state. It's not available in Canada. Got to have PayPal as well. So if you don't have PayPal, don't worry about it. But uh, if you want some free bucks on a site to go fuck around with, hit me up, thepatmayoexperience at gmail. Dot com. So are you going to bet Finau? Are you going to bet Homer? Are you going to bet Young? Because I can see those guys just being better DraftKings plays than bets. Yeah. No, uh, I'm going to look to see in the prop markets, DFS, Finau maybe, because it's a major and... It would be fun. It's just, it's a major. And I, I, I've i kind of stopped my like evergreen betting of guys, but when we get to a major and you're like an a guy I ultimately stand for... um. Yeah, you know, it's like I'll bet the Chargers in a playoff game, even if they'll probably lose by 10. If I, I mean, I threw out earlier, right now at DraftKings Sportsbook, Connors is 45. But if I give you the 80 and put him in that range, I like what Connors has done at some of these more difficult courses. Because I think the same sort of logic that I used with Morikawa and Hovland and Neiman and Will Zalatoris applies to Corey Connors in this situation. The thing that I do worry about is that if he does miss a green, like he is completely, he might make it 12 or something. <laughs> 
but he he hits um, so. I totally see. I totally see why you see the similarities between him and some of the other guys that we do like more. Um, the bet boost comes into a factor. I bet Corey Connors. I'm thinking I'm hitting 68 grains. So yeah, can I get one clutch weekend sand like save? Like I need my. I trust him. I trust that he can win, and I trust he could make a clutch a clutch up and down. But that's still asking a lot, and I'm not. They have that bet boost up. It's not like I've run to go make it. So that would probably answer the question. A hundred to one plus. I don't expect any of these guys to win. So frankly, I'm just not going to bet many of them. I think that's a new strategy that I'm taking. Unless one thing that I will do is look into the different each ways. So if people don't know, an each way is two bets. One on the actual outright win at the full odds. And then the each way is whatever the placement points are. So some different books offer five places at one fourth of the odds or eight places at one fourth the odds 10 places at one fifth the odds 20 places and some like the books are doing different things right now and sometimes if i want to bet a top 20 i will go look at what the top 20 odds are versus what the each way top 20 odds are and sometimes it's better to bet the outright with the top 20 each way than it is to bet the actual top 20 because the odds are significantly better. You actually have to wager less to win more if you just go out and look through other bets. So if you see a bunch of these guys on here for me, that's the reason why. The only one that I have bet so far, Jeffrey, is Keith Mitchell at 200 to 1. I would have guessed Gary Woodland. Woodland's on the short. So here's the short list of guys that I'm looking at. These are more punt plays on DraftKings, potentially, rather than outright bets, but top 20, top 30, top 40. Stuart Sink, Alex Noren, Luke List, Keith Mitchell, Bobby Mack, Cam Davis, Gary Woodland, and Ryan Keska the Fox say. I like Ryan Fox. Yeah. Uh, so it's a fancy list. I like that we get to majors, and I feel like I'm betting a bomb, but there's still players that... Um to me are much better than the week to week bomb status. So Gary Woodland would be on my short list, maybe an ability to shop Jason Kokrak, um, Pat on your favorite, on your face, on, on one, on, um, yeah. shop Jason Kokrak. You Good could, save. Uh, maybe, <laughs> maybe like that one. No. Dude, that's <laughs> Mitch Williams type stuff right there. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, DraftKings is 130 to one on Fleetwood. Like, just laugh at me. But we're kind of trending. And I, Pat, you'd be proud last week. No Fleetwood. I said Fleetwood's not winning a birdie party. Birdie party, not Fleetwood. Not Fleetwood. Not going to win it 26 under. Can't do it. But somehow this could set up with the way he's been playing, the way he's been putting, the way everything started to come together. 130 to one. I don't know that I'll be able to sit that one out. You've already mentioned Norin and DraftKings, Pat. They're on it. Pardon? I say they're they're kind of on to Norin. I was surprised by that. Yeah. Well, I was surprised too, really, even in early looks at how small the Norin numbers were. But maybe some competition in the marketplace, someone will give me something fancy. That being said, staring down the barrel at DraftKings, it's a hundred to one everywhere, and I've shot for it. Taylor Gooch, one fifty. That might be the most. Kings. That might be the most popular bet this week. I every. Then I don't want it. Every 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 early right. Listen, it makes logical sense. Played really well. At, I mean, the last time that Gooch ended up becoming like a prohibitive like betting favorite that everyone was on, I think it was at the Genesis, and he came like last. 
we're recording early. I don't know that people have been deep diving bombs. I haven't been deep into like DFS research shows um, or been looking at like the course stuff. I hate coming on here, giving a guy saying I love him. We end the record. I look at my feed. 60 people have already picked him. That's a bad feeling. So if you're telling me that's how I'm going to feel, I don't want it. But uh, it's out there. 150. That's a top of market. DraftKings. T. Gooch. It's a good bet. I think that Gooch is plenty. And listen, uh, it wouldn't even be his first PGA win. So you know, he's already broken through there. So he has a better chance of winning than Zalatoris does. Like, is there any old timer? Like, not even to say who's going to fail, because that's like crazy. I mean, it's, you know, pro- at it's least probably when- it's probably Harrington. Harrington. That's the pick. Hmm. I mean, oh, I, I, I don't think that he's going to. I mean, the old guy is actually Stuart Sink at 300 to 1. Yeah. What? Stewie Sink, 300. Charo. Does Bubba count? What's What are Bubba? I didn't even think about Bubba. What are his odds? I saw it so far. Now I've got to find it again. Is it like 300? Two. I mean, I'd rather have Sink at 300. Sink still has the length. He was just ninth at Wells Fargo. He was seventh at the Valspar. Like he's he's still got it. In. He's still hitting a ton of greens regulation. And that's yeah. sort of the key thing that I really wanted to hammer down on. That this is what he's going to do really well. He's really good from a hundred and in too. So if he does have these like seventy-one yard up and downs, not that I think he's going to get them all up and down and make them, but he's putting well enough, and he should get them within a 10 foot radius based on what his profile has been over the past year or so. And I mean, he did win twice last year. Let's not forget that. Uh, DraftKings does not want me to bet Robert McIntyre. No, I like Bobby Mack though. Um, and if it is going to be minus four, does that mean like um, we can talk about Brennan Grace? No, I, I, who did I throw the, I forget who I compared him to, but like Brennan Grace isn't any good. <laughs> Like he hasn't been good in ages. Like his, his win was at the fucking Puerto Rico Open. <laughs> like, honestly, when was the last time, like, you remember Grace doing anything? He won last year, and he's... Yeah, he won an event no uh, him one... And, him and Higo. Him and Higo were hitting putts a couple weeks ago. Sure, at the team event. Before that, he was seventh at the Zozo in October... Second at the Wyndham. He was seventh at the U.S. Open last year and fourth at Memorial. He had a nice little run with three top tens and four starts. And then it's been just a lot of T-35s and missed cuts. Thomas Peters, 200. That's a name? Tell me. Explain why you're betting him. We bet him at the mass. We talked him up for the Masters. That's so, so you're back in after he was plus 35. No, I'm just bringing up a guy that we threw a bomb on earlier this year. I'm I'm not a bomb. I, I don't. I'm not a bomb guy. I, I, I don't even respect these guys like uh, a lot of people should. The only bombs I like to make are the ones that will give me FOMO in a major. How do you feel? Bryson about- 130. Well, Bryson might not play. I think Bryson is less likely to play than he is to play. Makes sense. Wolf was one I was thinking about. Yeah. But we'll see. That might just be for me. Just for Pat. I don't want to recommend that one to anyone. But Mito looks kind of good. Yeah, what, 200 to 1 for yeah. Mito? But, and like, but not, not to win, but like a top 10, top 20, that kind of thing. 
Yeah. I I'm very much in in Tomito. I enjoy it. He's got like a he has the skill set that I'm paying that I'm paying much cheaper prices for or more expensive prices, I guess we should say. Yeah. Um, and on the way out, uh, DraftKings has got for you the best Cebu number on market at 180, Pat. Yeah, that's going to be impossible for me not to bet. So I'm probably going to have to be in on that one. Woo! I thought James Hahn was going to pull it off at the Byron Nelson. That would have been a great start to the show. Not that I had bet on James Hahn, but I like James Hahn. He's won at Wells Fargo, and he's won, he's won at Quail Hollow, and he's won at Riviera. Too bad he's not in the field. Too bad. Um, I don't know. Did we Got talk enough. about answer? Sure. Do I, don't, I don't have anything to say on James Hahn. Like, he played well until it mattered. Okay. Then what about answer? It's 110 to 1 on DraftKings. That is a number that is next to his name for him to win. Correct. That seems like um, it's very strong compared to the rest of the answer market. And he's really must have continued his trend his trend backwards, but I bet him just a couple weeks ago. I bet him at Wells Fargo and just, he had like a fine two rounds and then he melted on the weekend and just kind of bled it all back. The chipping has been horrendous. Uh, he saved himself with putting in Mexico and the ball striking had returned a little bit. He's still driving at the middle of the fairway, but he's not great. Like, I don't know, it just doesn't feel like whatever reason he had for like withdrawing and that injury, it feels like it's still lingering a bit. Makes makes sense based on how how he's played. Paul, you had your hand raised. Did you have a question? Yes. Yes. Uh, my question was Bryson. Yeah. One thirty to one. <laughs> if he doesn't play, you if get he doesn't your money play, back? you get your money back because it's the week of the tournament. Cool. I know if you do it way in advance, you don't. But like one thirty yes. to one. Like if if this guy was I in any sort books... of form, he's like forty to one, fifty to one. By this morning, the books should have switched it over from a future market to just as if it was the Byron Nelson last week. Like, in terms of like that, those betting rules now apply. It is no longer a futures market. I think you just, I think you just plug your nose and bet Bryson at 130, and 130 to 1. You'll never see numbers like that. I don't think ever again. I mean, that's, I mean, the, the worst case scenario for, I mean, listen, put 10 bucks on it. You'll feel good if he wins. I, I'm kind of, you know what? I'm with you on that. I'm going to write that one down. Just pricing at triple digits. If he doesn't play, you get your money back. It's a waste of 10 bucks. Uh, uh, you'd be shocked about what I waste $10 on. Stuff worse than betting Bryson at 130 with a big gash through his hand. But I would think that he probably tries to go out, play, and then just he's horrible. But whatever. Buddy, but the stuff I waste $10 on, <laughs> I ordered a freaking nacho bowl from 7-eleven where they're just supposed to give me the sealed thing of the tostitos and some hot whiz and they send it whizless man you got real problems yeah i'm wasting money on anything i can waste money on on bryson oh i got real problems we can get into them off air all right i can tell you right i can tell you right now i'll just give the whole audience because i was going to tell you anyway things are going well they're not going great guys I have to have another operation. They have to small. They want to take the wiring because I, I, I got got so fucking bad the first time around that they had to put wiring in my knee to pretty much hold it together. 
because I am rehabbing so well, they want to take the wiring out. I didn't think it had to go out until maybe late fall, maybe winter. And I thought I was going to be able to gain full um, independence, could even golf between then. Um, and I was feeling like I was a week or two weeks, like from all of that. So it's going to be like a bit of a, a setback for me. And that's really fucking annoying because it's been a long goddamn time. I'm sorry to hear that, sir. That's a bummer. It is what it, what it is. I, and I really like full disclosure because you guys, you're watching, you're this deep in, I consider you a friend. I just don't want to get back in that like weed painkiller coma that like surgery did to me like that i do not want to get back in that space so that's what i'm like really annoyed about amongst other things well thoughts and prayers with you hopefully the surgery goes well you recover quickly and maybe you'll still be like does that mean you can't golf at all this summer no i the great thing about this is all the progress i've made i don't lose it like i'm gonna be down like a week 10 days because of this one but the state of my knee and how well it's recovering I'll get that, like, I'll get the current state of my knee back, like, 10 days after this uh, little going. But it's still, like, a two, two-and-a-half-week delay, and I feel like it's just been long enough. And, ugh, sir, like, anything getting cut – I'm a delicate flower. Like, I don't, I don't handle getting cut open well. Like, do what, do, do, mo do for your does anyone get – handle getting cut open well if i played for your favorite team you would not like the roto reports that come back <laughs> like that's my point like you wouldn't know oh shit next time feinberg got hurt oh the standard for this injury is x well we got to add on a feinberg factor of of y that's my point here like i'm a delicate flower well pussy I, I hope that you're feeling better. I hope it all goes well and we can get back quickly. Maybe we can get you out here for an in-studio show. That dude. Was, oh. Like, yeah, it's going to have to be the open week, I guess, now. Because it feels like U.S. Opens Father's Day. So that's freaking out. I'm upset. I'm upset. That's one thing I've been thinking about, too. It's even going to shit can me being able to go to St. George's probably for the Canadian Open. Although the Monday quality is at my course. And I'm hoping they'll just let me get in a golf cart and like, you know, oh, no. around that we'll, place. we'll get you media passes and then, you know, you can call them ableist if they don't give you a cart. No, but I don't need that. I don't need that. But the Monday quality for this year is at my course. So I'm really hoping that I'll be able to at least get out there um, with that. Uh, yeah. Cart around. See what's up. Well, that's about it. Everyone. Send your best wishes to Jeff. Hopefully he's feeling better in the upcoming weeks and we can get together for the Open Championship to do the show together. But now it's the quick picks for the PGA Championship. Morikawa, Vic, Will Zalatoris. Those three are going in for me. I've also bet Keith Mitchell at 200 to 1 with the top 10 each way. I've also, now since we've been talking, bet Luke List at 225 to 1 with that each way as well. But I'm probably going to have to take two of DJ, Lowry, Fitz, and Finau. I think those are the four I've whittled it down to. Neiman's on that short list as well, so I'll, th I'll throw him in. So two of those five guys are probably going to be the remainder of them. I think someone good wins. Someone higher up in the odds wins, not necessarily at the very top, but I don't really want to go bomb shopping here. 
Yeah, totally agree with that mentality. And based on how you're betting it, there's not really, uh, you know, the scraps for the bombs. So uh, Patrick Cantley is is what I am in on. Uh, I'm still committed to the top potentially. And like you, Pat, Hovland and DJ in the 20s, I expect them to get higher. Those are the guys that I probably see myself zoning in on. I have bet. So Cantley. Hideki at the 50 future, Willie with the Willie with the bet boost. Those are the bets I have. I am swimming around in the neighborhood of Joachim Neiman, Sam Burns. I love 30 to 50 to one looking for that first time major. I think they're both prepared and ready for this kind of moment. And, and north of that, like I'm I'm too weak to just ignore uh, Finau 80. That's more of a FOMO thing. And so would my fleetwood 130 but bombs that i actually do believe in a bit um would be that woodland 110 the coke rack 110 and things surrounding alex noren i'll be heavily invested in noren in all sorts of markets i'm sure of it ricky fowler 300 to 1 300 with your boy Stu sink looking at the grid i'd rather have Stu sink you've mentioned you you mentioned that um Listen, Ricky, what, he just had a T20 last time out. It's good. I'd be thrilled for him to T20, T40, this thing. Positive Mo. I'm here for positive Mo for, for the Rick show. One and done for the PGA Championship. I will be going with Victor Hovland as my selection. Cust went with Scotty Scheffler. That leaves you on the board. I have your picks in front of me, so take who you like. Have I used Hideki? Have you used Hideki? No. Yes, you have. You you used oh. him at the Waste Management Open. Sounds accurate. And I for sure used Will. We're not going to go there. Uh, have you used uh, Zalatoris? Or may, have I used Cantley? You have not used Zalatoris. And you have not used Cantley. Cantley is my pick to win. All right. So Cantley. We got Vic, Cantley, and Scheffler is the one and done. It's a recap of... The three most Anderkurs players, Scheffler, Sam Burns, and Louis Oosthuizen, and he's off Morikawa, Zalatoris, and Finau. Just playing the the reverse curse card might be the move here. Always, always is. He also not wanting to give Jordan Spieth fair respect it makes him dangerous. I'm prepared to have to live again. I'm always I'm here for this Jordan Spieth recovery, except for the major weeks. I want trophies. I bet guys without trophies. I'm prepared though for what Sunday will will come. Um, I'm I'm prepared. I don't want to have to waste good content to put me to sleep though, because I have to save the content because I'm having another surgery. <laughs> that will do it on the Pat Mayo Experience. You can check out Jeff on what do you got? You got your Betspert show. You have your odds checker show. Your Arrowware. Thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. Uh, yeah, BetSperts tomorrow, uh, Tuesday morning. I'm going live with the boys at BetSperts. Odds checker, I'm doing a video. I've already put it out there with um, our boy Rick Gaiman. And I'll be back doing another video for Odds Checker talking props with our boy Tour Picks, Joe Idoni. So Monday through Wednesday, you'll see a lot of me. And then I'll disappear till cut sweat, baby. Love it. Oh, I love the majors. Love the cut sweat. Fire it up. Southern Hills. Oh, ready. Come sweat the cut with us live on Mayo Media Network's YouTube channel on Friday evening. Me, Jeff, and Cust. Unless Cust is playing golf, then it would just be Jeff and I. Uh, live noon Eastern on 
Wednesday with Tambo taking your questions live on Mayo Media Networks. So don't miss out on that. And I'll be back tomorrow, Tuesday evening, with Rick Gaiman as we go player by player through the field to break down their odds, their projected ownership, and whether or not we want to have them in our DraftKings lineup, if they're going to be a target for us this week. Uh, we already did the DraftKings Millie Maker Pick Show, the research show. So go check out all of that and get in the giveaways and the draw for that by rating and reviewing and subscribing to the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast and the newsletter. Play in the listeners league that'll do it for me thanks for watching i'm pat mayo i'll see you next time experience experience